With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti. Uh, also, I have Brother Ravana Noon uh, here with us again this evening. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the show. It is Thursday, March 4th. 2017. So we want to welcome everybody uh, to the show. Uh, greetings to all of our international listeners. Uh, again, I'd like to get into the habit of acknowledging them in the beginning of the show. Uh, I know you guys can't actually call in or get into the uh, chat room, and we know you live stream it via Facebook, Twitter, and whatever other means. Uh, we do get your emails. We do read them. Uh, we respond back to some of you. Uh, when we are able to, so we definitely appreciate the uh, international listeners, your support in, uh, you know, spreading the show out and letting people know uh, about the show here on Thursday nights here on TalkShoe. Um, again, if you're brand new to the show, we want to welcome you to the show for the first time. If it's your first time uh, tuning in, listening in, um, if it is your very first time listening, just to be clear on the uh, subject matter of what it is we talk about, uh, it is not a religious show. I just want to make that crystal clear. Um, it's not. A, we we don't deal with any topics in relation to that. Uh, occasionally, every now and then, somebody comes by and confuses this for a religious show. Never it doesn't happen much, but we want to address that. It is an occult slash left hand path origin of ancient Egypt, metaphysics, alchemy, uh, adept of the black arts, African witchcraft, sorcery. Uh, these are the topics we discuss. Uh, and talk about on the show. The topics that we discuss and talk about on the show, uh, we are talking from an experienced perspective. We're not talking from personal opinion, personal conjecture, just because we read a few books. Uh, these are paths that we have or are still currently walking and experiencing. And that's one thing on the show that we pride ourselves on is teaching from an experienced perspective, but we teach you to have your own experience, not to mock or follow our experience or anybody else's experience, uh, the objective is that you live the experience, and uh, that's you'll hear us say that a lot on the show. Don't live somebody else's experience; create your own experience, and and that's what this path is about. It's a path of self mastery. Uh, some will use the term self deification. Uh, it's it's again you being the sole governor and controller of your spirituality, not falling up onto some but something or somebody, uh, not being dictated to what you can and cannot do. Uh, that all falls under the realm of faith and belief, and that's not what we deal with on this show. So I want to be crystal clear on that. Uh, myself and, and, and Brother Ravana Noon will come in in a minute and explain a uh, similar path that we have walked again and are still currently walking. Uh, a lot of the esoterical orders you hear us talking about, such as the Rosicrucians, uh, the Martinist, uh, Order Templi, Orientus, OTO, uh, um, some of the African traditional paths we talk about, Aoife, um modern-day Santeria, which is basically watered-down Aoife, Apollo, Mayembe, Apollo, 
working with the Congo spirits, African witchcraft. These are paths that we have and are currently uh, still walking today. Now, having said that, we are not telling anybody that it is mandatory for them to participate or be initiated uh, in any of those uh, aforementioned uh, esoterical orders and cultures and dogmas. We are we are saying if you want it and want to teach from the experience perspective, you should be. Um, because unfortunately, one thing we've identified and one thing that inspired us to start doing the show is we found out, uh, quote, unquote, not the sugar coat, a lot of people speak out of their ass, um, and it's not from experience. You could tell. Um, you could tell it's from reading just some books or watching some conspiracy videos on YouTube. Um, and those that have or that are listening and have been initiated in those orders, you, you kind of can relate to what I'm talking about. You could always spot and, and kind of single out somebody that's not really speaking from experience because of the inconsistencies in the information that they are actually relaying. And we find a lot of that going on in YouTube, in the conscious community, in the conscious circles, even in the left-hand path circle. We've talked about that. Uh, a lot of left-hand path groups claiming to be left-hand path are not really left-hand path. They're basically anti-Christian or call themselves, quote-unquote, Satanists. And we don't want to confuse modern-day Satanism, even though a lot of them term themselves left-hand path. Uh, they really are not true left-hand path in the sense of what left-hand path represents. Uh, so hope that's a uh, good overview for you if you're listening in for the first time. Just don't want no confusion. Don't want you to come here, and if you're on a Jesus mission or some, something like that, you're wasting your time. You might as well just go ahead and exit because uh, that would be a waste of our time and your time. Uh, so having said that, I'll bring in Brother Ravana Noon. All right. Peace, everybody. This is Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, Brother Benhiti was saying this path, this uh, show deals with a lot of things dealing with left hand path, but the origin of the left hand path from ancient Egypt with the isolated consciousness and the teachings of Set or Satuk. Um, this path deals with uh, challenging, challenging yourself, uh, challenging everything about yourself, not just sitting idly not sitting stag uh, or being stagnant, but it's an ever-changing path, ever-growing path towards your progression. If you're not progressing in a consistent uh, daily manner, then what are you really doing? You're just playing uh, magic parlor tricks and uh, putting on the title of a, ma a magician or sorcerer just to have a title. This, this is uh, causing an effect in every part of your existence. So it's not for the weak-minded, it's not for the feeble-minded, it's not for those who uh, wish to have their ego massage and everything catered to how great they are and how divine and spiritual they are, but act like their shit don't stink when we know that's not true. So the left-hand path will make you face yourself and address yourself on every level. Uh, because of that, We've uh, encountered walking down diff different uh, paths to gain these experiences that we can share with you all uh, that can be utilized um, for your own growth and take what you need out of what is shared that resonates with you. Um, if it doesn't resonate with you, then, you know, just find other things that may resonate with you. If none of it resonates with you, then you're at the wrong wrong show wrong location, time to move on. Just real, be real with
with yourself and deal with that. Um, it's not about playing games. It's not about patting you on the back because you're so divine and spiritual. Uh, it's not. It's about taking a mirror, putting it up to you and say, all right, you see that? Right. You see all that good shit, right? But you don't see all that bad shit. Well, that shit that's effed up about you is just as important as that shit that's so wonderful and lovely about you. So if you come to do some work, if you come to face yourself, this is it. That's why tonight's topic is essential for those who are um, really seeking to understand and to know uh, deconstruction versus reconstruction. Peace. All right. Appreciate that, brother. All right, so that brings us into actually uh, our topic of discussion this evening, which is a very critical and important topic because you'll find this is the answer to a lot of people's questions in relation to making that transition uh, as far as going through different grown stages when they're on their spiritual path. And then, then let, let, let's just go over a few things in depth. And what do I mean by that? All right, you always hear us talk about various shows uh, throughout the year, and I believe this is like a 120-something show. Uh, but you can go back to the very beginning when we came on the air back in August of 2014. Um, we've always talked about how a lot of people have come from previous spiritual systems, uh, be it Kemetic, uh, be it uh, West African tradition, Ifa. Uh, it could even be some real fluffy and light like Buddhism. Uh they tend to come over to this path and, and have difficulties leaving a lot of that stuff behind. Because, again, remember, the isolated conscience. You heard Brother Ravana Noam mention in the very beginning of the show, he used the archetype set and mentioned part of this path is tapping into the word isolated consciousness. Now, everybody knows what the word in English isolated means. It means to separate yourself from something, Okay. So when you say you're working with the aspect of the archetype set, which represents that isolated consciousness, you're isolating or separating yourself from everything prior um, when you, before you encountered this path because that is the only way you're going to reach and attain the highest levels of spirituality. You cannot bring any excess uh, uh, methodologies, personal opinions, philosophies, belief systems, Especially if you go back to, and again, we're going to get a little bit in depth, so I hope people follow along with us. Especially when we, you get into the aspect of the performing or putting into practice the different aspects and levels, quote-unquote, of what we call the adept of the black arts of black magic. Uh, greater black magic as opposed to lesser black magic. Greater black magic being a more detailed, intense working that is the type of working that you cannot bring any of that stuff into because there is no restrictions when working greater black magic and working with your subjective realm. There is no personal philosophies. There is no personal dogmas. Your personal morality system, that goes out the window. <clears throat> and this is where people struggle because, as we've said before, we see a lot of people that come into this path and struggle and they're still carrying a lot of religious mentality and mindset. You hear us say it all the time. Uh, you hear us say that when you look for an example in the comedic community, for an example. A lot of people have left, have left Christianity, Islam, and they basically now have used the comedic system as their new religion, uh, as we've said before. You know, Ra is the new Most High God. You know, uh, Heru is their new Jesus. All this bullshit and nonsense that they talk about 
it really has a lot of religious overtones, but they're not conscious of it. And here is the deeper thing, and this is going to get into the topic. The deeper thing is consciously they're not even aware of it. They'll tell you, I'm not religious, that I've, I've, I've rid myself of all, all of that Europeanized or, or philosophical religious system, but all you got to do is listen to the language and the overtones of the language. And all you have to do is listen and watch the behaviors. Uh, everything is still external. There's still uh, a whole level of external worship, but yet a lot of people will say that they're gods or goddesses, but they're not performing the acts of gods or goddesses. They're still worshiping something, seeking something external, searching for something outside of themselves, but on the surface they're claiming that they're not. And then you'll hear verbiage such as the most high. It doesn't equate, doesn't add up. Well, part of that problem is deconstruction and reconstruction. This is the process to kind of bypass that. And this is the kind of process that you would have to use after you identify on this path things that might be blocking you from spiritually evolving. Because we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of questions. We get these questions all the time in class. The, the last class, myself and Brother Obama Noon uh, did this past Saturday in Miami. Uh, a lot of people had asked questions very similar in relation to topics as far as getting over obstacles and getting over or, or methods of how you can bypass things that might be holding you back. All right, so what is deconstruction and reconstruction? Well, first of all, it's just what it sounds like. Let's, let's basically, let's identify it on a basic level. Decon to deconstruct something is to destroy it, okay? So let's establish that. To reconstruct something after you destroy it, you reconstruct it to fit what you're doing, okay? And let me give you an example. If you're struggling, say, let's, let's start basic, and then we'll, we'll take it a little bit more in depth. Uh, say you, and we, we have a lot of these people we deal with, a lot of people that have come out of religious uh, belief systems, uh, different, different sects of Christianity, whatever it might be. Just let's say somebody that's religious, and they're struggling, and they find themselves unconsciously incorporating religious uh, practices and methodologies or just the mindset tends to continuously pop up and they can't figure out why. Well, first and foremost, understand this. A lot of that quote-unquote trauma or impact is still logged in the subconscious mind. It doesn't disappear overnight. So I don't care. You could have left six months ago, a year ago. It could be five, ten years ago. Everybody deals with the impact of that trauma differently. Some people can get over it a lot quicker it might take them months, it might take them a year, uh, whatever. Some people, though, really struggle with it, whether they're conscious of it or not. And it might take them years uh, to move past it. So deconstruction and reconstruction. Let's say, let's use the example that, let's say you came from Catholicism, right? So we can, we can detail this. And we briefly mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to use this example. Um, you would take some aspect of that culture because... The subconscious mind needs something communicated to it so it knows that it's bypassed this or over. You might know it externally on the outside, but you need to do something. Because remember, as we said before, we say this a million times, real black magic is manipulating the subconscious mind, manipulating it to your benefit. Okay? So say you came from Catholicism and you, went, you left Catholicism and came right, up, right onto this path, but you still find yourself with these bad habits, you're still saying things, and your mind is still sometimes 
feeling the effects or, 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 or the after effects, I should say, of Catholicism. Because obviously, if you jump right into it, it's, it's not going to be fresh out the mind. So say one of the main rites in, the, in Catholicism, quote unquote, would be the Catholic Mass, right? That's, that's one of their main rites uh, in, in Catholicism. You would have to take a, a, a rite or a rich or, or some type of uh, thing that you did, tradition, whatever it might be, in that system that you belong to for so many years and deconstruct it. So you would say, let's say you would take the, the, the Catholic Mass and you would literally mock and destroy it from beginning to end. You, you would have to do this so you can communicate the unimportance of it to your subconscious mind. Would that, now, you say, well, what is it I would do? That's entirely up to you. Now, I want to make this clear. There's not one specific thing you would do. Uh, maybe you would take the certain things in the Mass that were said by the priest and you would mock it by, you can make fun of it. Uh, you could flip it around completely to mean the complete opposite. Um, you might want to even dress different than the priest would dress during the Mass. Uh, some of the rites during the Mass say as communion. Uh, you would want to flip that around instead of using a wafer. Uh, you might want to use a waffle. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally being serious when I say this shit. Whatever you need to do to deconstruct it, to completely annihilate it, to completely take, take from its form, and the purpose of doing this is because this is how, by repetitiveness, this is how they stamp re this, this repetitiveness on the subconscious mind, and they enlarge it there because they make you do the same thing over and over, whether it's on a weekly or a daily basis. So you need to deconstruct that. That's the purpose of doing this. Uh, now, on the flip side, after having done that, then you would need to take that same right and reconstruct it. Let's say instead of incorporating the Jesus archetype, you might want to throw set in there where, where, where they mention the Jesus archetype. Um, you might want to change the symbolism of what the wine represents in the mass. Uh, some of the opening supplications, you might want to take the names out that they have in the Latin rites and insert archetypes that you're working with now, etc. Uh, I'm just giving you a generalization. This is how the deconstruction and reconstruction process works. And this can be applied to any, you can use this methodology from any spiritual system that you came out of. Now, this is what anybody that's been on this path uh, for an extended amount of time would, would recommend to an individual the correct way to get on. So not a bunch of bullshit talking and, and counseling and, you know, that works to an extent. You can get, you can get verbal you know, uh, information and verbal counseling, that only is going to work to an extent. Um, but carrying out the action, now what this does is send a strong message and communication to the subconscious mind. The same way that you were trained for years in those rights, this is a system that's completely going to throw that whole programming off and it's going to reconstruct your mind to look at things in a different perspective. And you're going to feel like it's like, having a burden lifted off your shoulders. It's like having a weight release because you don't realize till after you do this process of really how bad you were suffering from the effects of it. Again, whether you were conscious of it or not, because again, the trick with this process is most people don't feel like there's anything wrong with them. Like Ravonna Noon, you were saying in the beginning, people always are high and mighty on the good stuff. We're so quick to identify the good stuff about ourselves but you use the uh, terminology in the beginning, you know, symbolically, like you said, you have to put a mirror up to yourself and not only just pat yourself on the back 
We all have great stuff about us. That's easy. But this is this helps dealing with the bullshit. So I don't know if there's something you want to add and uh, throw into that. Feel free, brother. Sure. Um, well, I think it's essential that um, when people deconstruct, they really take the time to meditate on what it is that they're trying to deconstruct. Because Correct. you have many layers of programming. We all have different layers of programming, some deeper, some less, but they're still there. And you have to really uh, take your time, but be diligent about it at the same time to really find out and pinpoint which or what or how many different things you're trying to deconstruct. Uh, For example, myself coming out of Nuwapu, um, the Nuwapian bullshit that I was in for many years, I had to essentially deconstruct that um, over a period of time. And uh, one of the methods I used was to basically take all of the garbage known as books, scrolls, pamphlets, whatever the fuck they've been known as for years, and literally I just tore them apart and threw them in the garbage. Um, Mm -hmm. That to me was the end of all ends of that. Um, now, let me ask you a question, Ravana Noon. When you did that, okay, ex- describe also so people can understand what was, after that was process was completed in this particular example that you're using, what, what was the feeling in your mind? How did you feel? I felt a burden lifted off of my mind as if there was no chains holding me anymore. Um, What I mean by that is that for anybody, I do not give a damn what organization, religion, or anything that you belong to, the essential system created by these religions, traditions, or systems is to basically take an apprentice, a neophyte, a newbie, whatever name you want to give these newly entered people into these traditions or religions, and to enslave your mind. One of the ways that is done is by making you burn all bridges to your past life. So essentially I burn connections to my family, friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I then formulate a new identity, but this new identity is usually based around some religious leader, some religious group or spiritual tradition, and I cut off everything prior to me joining this whatever. So you basically give your life over to a fanatic leader, a cult, religion, whatever, and you forego your own identity, your own goals, your own plans, and everything is reliant upon that leader. The way you think, the way you dress, everything is dependent on that leader. That leader cuts you off from everything so that your whole dependency is solely on that leader, religious tradition, system, whatever. Now, in order to deconstruct that, you really have to go to an extreme. I'm just using this example for those who came from those extreme form of organizations or or systems or things of that nature. You really have to go to the extreme by literally in my case, taking all those things, cutting them, chopping them, throwing them, 
burning them, whatever it takes, you have to do that because what has what has happened essentially is that the grooves in your mind are so inundated with those philosophies and, and traditions and systems of these leaders and people that in order for you to reclaim your own mind, you have to forego all of those concepts that were given to you for years. And one of the best ways to do that is to do something dramatic, create a dramatic ritual to emphasize the disconnect or um, the cutting off point that has held you and controlled you for so long. That's important to understand because, for example, some Hebrew Israelites, they leave the Hebrew Israelites, whichever version you choose or was in, they leave it, but it still has a hold on their mind because they still are stuck within the Hebraic concept and doctrine for everything. No. Because, see, that's still part of you still trying to hold on to it. You totally have to disconnect from that. So for me and my purpose, I said, no, nah. for me to really let go of this, I have to literally just chop up every little bit of information, picture, whatever, that was in reference to that time wow. and totally deconstruct it by demolishing it as extremely possible to finally release it out of my life. And as you're doing that, you will feel the chains on your mind being lifted and thrown off you. Mm-hmm. So remember, you have to look, take an inventory of this because it depends which way you came. Now, let me let me let me say this too because I already hear people. They may not be on a show right now, or they're going to hear the show later. And say, "Well, I'm not religious. I was never religious. I wasn't raised religious. This, this has no effect on me." Bull fucking shit. Yes, it does. Okay, because somewhere along the line, somebody in your family, somebody in uh, your community, somebody in your school, somebody was affected by religion. And in the same token, they spread that crap to you. Okay? Now, whether you accept the whole religious tradition, the bullshit about it, it still affects you to a point because you are in a country that essentially is still a Christian country. Whether we accept that to be true or not, it is a Christian country. The um, the times, the, the calendar date, all that shit is re- uh, related to Christian mythology. And it does have an impact on you. And if people don't believe that, well, then what year were you born? Simple, simplest little thing. You'll say whatever, 19, whatever, 2000, whatever. So 2,000 years after what? See, they had to pinpoint at that moment. You have to have been born 2,000 years after what moment in time is this being recorded or connected to? Now you're back to religion again. So regardless which way you go, you are affected by this, and you have to take inventory to find out how deep or how little, but it's still there and can still affect you having an isolated consciousness and you being truly in control of your own mind. Because any little remnants that you relate back to these traditions or systems or things like that can can affect you on your own path. It does have an effect. Whether it's a lot or a little, it does have an effect. You have to find out. You have to take inventory of that. So to to be able to deconstruct sounds like a simple thing. 
but it's not as simple as it sounds because you have to be able to go in there and uh-huh. really find and pinpoint what has affected you and what still may be affecting you. Right. Because I, I'll give you an example. I hear people sometimes still talking about um, these systems that they left. Now, they may be in the opposite end of that system, and they're not with it, and they're dissecting it and destroying it. But and when you really get past it is when none of it has an effect on you. And what I mean by that is that you'll find yourself not even hardly even thinking about it or talking about it. It's just nothing holds no relevance to your life. It's like it, it was there, but it's like it doesn't exist anymore. You understand what I'm right. saying? Right. Let me let me let me add this on two notes, and then I want to also flip it to uh, other methods. Now, remember when you're doing the deconstruction process, you can't. You mentioned something just a couple of minutes ago, and I want to be crystal clear on this. There's no half step in the deconstruction process. There's no fucking um, sugar footing it or going half assed, as we would say. Uh, when you do this, you need to do this 100% because I'll find out that when people do it, they'll go partially in. And, again, that's that insecurity level seeping into the subconscious mind, they, like you just said, brother, where they fully still can't let go. Like, I, I, the part that you just said is so true about how people that claim, let's say, to be over it or bypass it, then they're constantly talking about how they're over it and bypass it. Well, that's actually a confession that they're not, like you said, for the very fact that they're constantly talking about the shit over and over. That would be somebody that probably went in and didn't do it 100%. You're going to find out if you don't deconstruct and put 100% into it, uh, the lingering effects or, or the rebounding effects, for a lack of a better word, could be 100 times worse. So you don't want to play around with the deconstruction process. You don't, again, you don't want to half-ass it. Now, outside of, let's say, religion, this process, we, we, we started with that. As I said, we're going to go in depth because, uh, we're going to go in depth because again, we're not just talking. This, this process don't just apply to scenarios uh, from spiritual or religious systems. That's a strong part of it because you're going to find out, again, on this path, people that are having issues or, or, or running into obstacles, as we've said, um, struggle with the, the spiritual part of it. Uh, and again, as you mentioned earlier, the isolated consciousness. Well, the word isolation is separation. It's, it's, it's a lonely aspect of it uh, until you're able to absorb. So you, you'll find a lot of people always give you feedback in the beginning it's the most complicated because that's the, the strong transitional period. But this deconstruction process, again, is not just applied to, let's say, the religious or the spiritual aspect of things. It could be uh, things that you were scarred from in life. Let's say, uh, again, you have daddy and mommy issues. Uh, or let's say you, you, you are holding some type of animosity towards your father or your mother maybe because of the way they treated you or maybe because of the way they talked to you. Uh, you could, it could be uh, you have insecurity issues because maybe you were picked on as a kid. Um, you hear us mention this a lot uh, throughout the course of the, of the last couple of years on the show. Well, you can use this same process in that aspect too. You can deconstruct that whole scenario. We've talked about ways of going back, visiting it, um, there's ways, ways of, 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 you know, de- using the dematerialization process, which some call astral travel via time travel, going back to them situations in the sense of you would deconstruct it by one, again, one key thing we cannot ignore that you just mentioned, Ravana Noon, 
one must seriously think and meditate and focus on what it is that you're deconstructing. Because one, obviously, you need to clearly identify. And I don't think that process is complicated because what you need to deconstruct is going to stick out like a sore thumb. Trust me when I tell you, if you're going to be honest with yourself. But if you're going to be fake as hell and pretend like, oh, I'm so fucking, I'm, I'm so in tune, Ryan, I can't find anything wrong with myself. Well, that's step one. That's what you're lying to yourself about, that you think that there's nothing wrong about yourself. So maybe you need to deconstruct the fact that you're a habitual liar. Because if you're going to sit there and think that you're so pure that you can't find nothing wrong with yourself, well, there's the first fault right there. You're in denial. So sitting down and really processing what it is you need to deconstruct um, could be a detailed process. Again, it sounds simple. In my opinion, it should not be complicated because if you're real with yourself, again, uh, I think them things will point themselves out. If you're really real with yourself. I think everybody can really be honest with themselves uh, and, and, again, don't need to profess it to everybody else, but can really say, yeah, I, you know, this, I, this is what I, I need to, do, you know, deconstruct. I think if you're real with yourself, you can pinpoint it right off the bat. So I don't want to present it as if it's just limited to one area. This process can be used in any area that you feel uh, might be holding you back. But... Being straightforward and honest with yourself, I think that's the difficult part because people will tend to trivialize. What I mean by that is they'll keep, like, trying to dig deep and, and go, well, you know, this and that. Well, I'm not sure of this and that. They keep dancing around it because sometimes the hardest thing is to hear yourself say that you got something fucked up you need to fix. Let me say that again because I think that kind of goes past people. I hear in talking with people over the last 20-plus years when they come to you with issues, quote-unquote problems, I hear them in a non-direct way saying they have a problem, but I don't hear them admitting straight to the point they have a problem. I'll hear them like, well, you know, such and such, this and that. Well, this and that. It's always like they're reaching. We call it reaching for, for, for broken straws. And we could bypass all that because, again, subconsciously, and they hear us say it to ourselves, it sometimes is the most complicated thing. and say, so, you know what? Whatever, blah, blah, I'm, you know, that's fucked up. I'm fucked up in that area. You know what I mean? No, no, me, I'm fucked up in that area. It's my fault. Nobody else's fault. Nah, I'm, just, I'm not going to bullshit myself no more and blame it on this person and blame it on that person. Uh, I'm just not a good father. You know what I mean? I need to fix that shit, okay? Whatever it is. This is also the process we mentioned because to order to do deconstruction, you have to do an inventory of yourself. You heard us talk about this the last several weeks. And doing an inventory of yourself is every aspect of your life. Uh, analyze from, uh, you know, young childhood to your adolescent years, to your teenage, to your adult years, to the present, and really analyze your life and, and do an inventory of life's events. Reflect back on the good, not just the bad. We're not telling you just to reflect back on the bad, but reflecting back on the good and combining it with the bad, I think is also going to give you the equation and the answer for areas you need to work on. So, this I would recommend to people if you're trying to specifically identify what you need to deconstruct. Uh, that would be a correct way, in my estimation, how to do it, is really take an inventory of your entire life. Now, you can't be a god, you can't be a goddess if you belong and you're constricted by, as you were mentioning earlier, Von Anun, any of these uh, organizations or groups or religions or dogmas that have restrictions, rules, and regulations, because... You'll hear a lot of people 
And a lot of these conscious organizations and groups claim that they, you know, they're in a god or a goddess mindset, but they're still under a heavy burden of restriction. Um, you could see it in the Nation of Islam. You could see it in the Nuwapians. You know, they'll claim that they're gods or goddesses, but if they don't do what the leader says, word, word verbatim, uh, that, then that doesn't apply. It only applies to those uh, outside of that restriction. Um, and what I mean by that is simply they don't apply the rules to the leader. You understand? But they put everybody else on blast. They hold everybody else accountable. That's a sickness, too. Uh, and sometimes it's hard to come up out of that. And, and you're going to find the hardest person to talk to, and I think we all have probably experienced this, because we were actually those people at one time. The hardest person to talk to is somebody that you know is completely wrong but thinks that they're completely right. That could be one of the most frustrating things. And they don't see it because when you're engulfed in that denial, okay, when you think you belong to some system that's right and everybody else is wrong, and that's the problem with a lot of those dogmas and philosophies and groups and organizations, it promotes a culture that we're right and everybody else is wrong. And there's a subtle way they go about doing it. And you'll find that this is what keeps certain people in a mindset. Now, if you belong or you were trapped in that mindset for such a long period of time, again, as I said earlier in the beginning of the show, that just does not disappear overnight. That's something that stays there for a while. And as you used in your example, Brother Ravonanu, one way you got over it was you destroyed the materials that were affiliated, you know, being part of that. And like you say, that's dramatic, but sometimes certain situations call for something intense or something dramatic to really deconstruct it and, and, and bypass it and get it out of your subconscious mind. Um, so, again, I just want to be crystal clear. This process is not really, we, you know, we're using just a couple examples right now. I mean, we can, uh, you know, go to uh, various different avenues where this methodology can be used. It's very effective, and I'm telling you it's very effective. The only way you're going to know it's very effective, don't just listen to us talk about it. Don't just, uh, 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 you know, speculate about it. Don't just read about it. Actually apply the method. And the only way you're going to feel and, and really grasp what we're saying is by fully experiencing it. And like we said in the beginning of the show, you know, create your own experience. Live your own experience. Have your own experience. So, again, don't take, the, don't take our word for it. Yeah, we're speaking from experience right now as we talk, because I consistently apply this method. I can apply this method in business areas. All right, let me give you an example. Say you're constantly, you fail at every, every type of business thing you do, and you don't understand why. You could use the same process. Okay, say you've been working with, uh, uh, say you're a lawyer, you've been working with a certain law firm, and you know exactly you pinpointed certain things that are wrong with the firm well go back into those things and and mock it and and literally what you know is wrong about it that's how you would deconstruct it in your mind and then reconstruct it with the correct ideas that would correct or fix it it's because again i want to be clear what this does as ravana noon mentioned earlier you were talking about the grooves in the mind, how, you know, they use this term in psychology that there's a pattern or there's grooves in the mind that constantly repeat itself and get enlarged there. Now, we've talked about this. Most things are taught to us through repetitiveness, okay? 
and we've said this a bunch of times, we use the analogy of the ABCs on the show many times. Most people think they know their ABCs, but they really don't. Because if you knew your ABCs, you would be able to recite them in any order, reverse. You'd be able to mix them up. You don't really know your ABCs. You know because it's taught to you in repetitiveness, and there's that stupid-ass song that they taught us from when we were, when we were very little, A, B, C. That's how you know the shit. Now, if you ask anybody to recite the ABCs backwards, they can't do it. The reason for that is, is those grooves in the mind that, that Ravana Noon was mentioning earlier, they know how to psychologically play on that by teaching you through repetitiveness. It's like your timetables, the same thing in school. There's a, there's a rhythmic repetitiveness to also, for an example, the way that they teach math, all right? I mean, we could go into many different areas, symbols, right? We've talked about that many times, how symbols repetitively communicate messages to the subconscious mind. So if there's a certain symbol you see, let's say the cross, right? When you see the cross, what's the first message that's communicated to the subconscious mind? Symbols of Christianity, right? Some yep. form of religion, some form of Christian, whatever it is. So you might have to, let's just say for an example, do something dramatic to wipe that. Like, so I know people that still, like the guilt still sets in when they see a cross because that's something that was instilled in them as a kid. Say they went through religious vocation as part of their educational upbringing in, say, Catholic school. Well, you might have to just take a cross and that fake image of Jesus on that cross and break it in half. And, I mean, literally snap it in half, okay? That would be having to do something intense or dramatic because symbols, too, are another thing, good and bad. Now, symbols work two ways now. They can be very effective and very beneficial when used in the correct methodology, but also they can also be detrimental if we're not absorbing the, the, the consciousness that those symbols re represent it can have a detrimental effect on the subconscious mind. So all of this is connected and plays in. So I, don't, I, I want you to see how in-depth and detailed this process is because there's, no, there's literally no stone left unturned with this process. And people have to understand this on this path. There's not a book or a manual on how this is done. That's the, that's the unique thing. And that's one thing I love about this shit. See, the other thing we've got to get out of Locked Out of Our Minds People are always looking for some fucking book to go to that's going to have all the answers on how to do this stuff. And I'm, I hate to tell you, I hate to inform you, the books, they're only going to get you so far. They can only be used maybe to push you in the right direction. But the work that you actually have to do, it's not in any book anywhere. You, there's not one big manual, the left-hand path spiritual manual. Yeah, there's a lot of methodologies out there. There's a lot of information out there. But this process here, it's not, it's not going to be the same for everybody. So there's not one particular way of doing it. The identification process that you carry out, if you do it correctly, that's kind of going to give you the information you need to start carrying it out. Now, this is something one will find themselves doing consistently while they're on this path. Now, this is not something you just do once or twice. This is something you're going to find yourself doing at times or periods where it needs to be done. You know, you might go long periods where you don't have to do any of it. But as you encounter future challenges and future obstacles, this methodology can consistently be applied on a, on a consistent basis when needed.
Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, brother. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, um, I just wanted to add this. Uh, for some of y'all, some of y'all had asked uh, before, what are ways to help a person identify if you're having difficulty identifying? Uh, I've shared this um, ritual that I created. I shared it with some, of course, always personalize it. But I can tell you uh, some aspects of it that may help a person. Um, you, of course, you know, you, you open your ritual the way you normally do, of course. Have a black and red candle. Um, in four parts, if you're have a room in the north, let's say you're facing the north, you should have a big poster board or a big paper, and you ask yourself the questions, pre, uh, prearranged questions that you came up with in a meditation, what you feel you need to ask yourself to dig deep and isolate what it is that you need to deconstruct and reconstruct within yourself. So, um, for example, you face the north, you have a question there or a couple questions. You face the west, you have a couple questions written on the board there, south and east. If you understand, you're hitting the four different points, four different directions, four different gates uh, to open parts of your mind. And if you do this repetitively, because you can't just do it one time, you're going to have to do it several times. If you're really having a problem pinpointing it, those questions eventually will trigger what it is that you need to deconstruct, reconstruct, and you'll feel it surface, come to the surface, write it down, and then you know what's next. You'll know what to attack in order to deconstruct um, and work on that deconstruction for a time being. Try it, but personalize it in your own way and how you want to do it. Um, several people have tried it. They said it worked effectively, so I'm just sharing that with y'all. Try it, personalize it, see what works for Because I know we're saying this, but some of y'all may have a little difficulty pinpointing or identifying exactly what it is. Some of y'all may not think you have shit. Well, then, again, you need to do something similar because it will bring it to the surface that you do have a lot of shit within you, okay? Right. So always be honest with yourself, please. Be honest with yourself. Do not act as if you have it all figured out. Because if you do, I'm going to ask you a question. Why the fuck are you still here on the planet Earth? Why the fuck are you still dealing with this uh, existence? If you had it all figured out, what's the purpose of you being here anymore? Right. You don't. You're here right. because you're still going through a school of your life so that you can graduate to wherever next uh, phase you're going to in your existence. So you do not have it all figured out. Otherwise, there'd be no need for you here. I don't have it figured out. I know that. That's why I work every day on what I need to do. And a, a lot of other individuals can admit that, that we know we don't have it all figured out because we're still working on a day-to-day -day basis on our shit. Okay? Correct. And, and what you should have figured out, what we should all have figured out, is identifying the bullshit we need to kind of evolve away from. That that should definitely, I mean, that's why most people uh, walk on this path. Uh, so that should be identified. Let me say this real quick off topic. Uh, I know I'm getting a lot of uh, emails. Uh, people are having difficulties getting in. 
Um, I, I noticed it, it is it is a bit light, and I was wondering why. And I don't know, early, did you have any bad weather up that way? I know you're in Orlando, Brother Obama. Did you have any bad weather up that way? No, not that I know of. I mean, All right. well, we did not here. Yet. Uh, we, we did here. Now, uh, I don't know if there's any. I haven't looked on the weather map. I know sometimes with this server, and this is this has happened once, I think twice, uh, if there's some thunderstorms moving, uh, because this server's out of Pennsylvania. Um, so if there's any thunderstorms moving up the East Coast, uh, there tends to be difficulties uh, getting in, because I got people uh, emailing and texting me. They can't get in. Uh, it's not taking the pen, or it's saying uh, uh, call is not on, um, et cetera. This, this has happened before. So uh, really, I just want to, there's nothing we can really do about it. Uh, those that have gotten in, for whatever reason, have been able to get in, unfortunately. Um, I know this happens once in a while. So again, there's, there's, there's not really much uh, we can do about that. All I can just say is if you can't get in, but some people are saying they can just listen online, but they can't get in. All I would just, all I can basically tell you is just keep trying, uh, you know, try every couple of minutes. Uh, I know, again, when this happened last time, people were able to get in uh, a little bit later. So every, every once in a while, we do have these technical difficulties. We, not doesn't happen a lot. It does happen occasionally. Uh, so I just want to address that. I, 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 I do see and I am aware of people that are, that are notifying me of that. Uh, but again, unfortunately, there's, there's really nothing I can do uh, about that. If, you, if for whatever reason you can't get in at all tonight, remember the show is an archive. You can actually go back and listen to the show in its entirety and its archive. I know that might kind of suck if you were trying to call in. Um, but again, there's, there's really not much we can do about that. So we apologize for that. All right. So what I want to do is, because uh, we're almost at 10 o'clock, but before we do that, now let's talk a little bit about the reconstruction process. So we, we talked about how to deconstruct. We talked about how to identify and pinpoint, which is step one. We talked about how to take an inventory of yourself from the very beginning, from birth to, to childhood to adolescence to teenage and adult years, et cetera. Um, we, we, so we gave you the methodology how to do it. We're not just throwing something out there and not at least, at least pointing you in the right direction or giving you some some concepts and some methods on, on how to approach this process. So, so we've talked about the deconstruction process, I think, pretty, pretty in-depth. I think everybody should, at this point, have a general uh, you know, understanding of, of how that process works, I would hope. Uh, now the reconstruction process, which this sometimes can be, quote-unquote, uh, just as complicated sometimes as the deconstruction process because after you destroy it completely, then where do you go from there? What do you do? Uh, where do you start? Um, what direction do you go? Um, so first and foremost, you would have to take in depth what it is you deconstructed. Uh, as I said before, if it was a religious right, let's say, say you were a Muslim and it's a lot. Say you were Muslim for, you know, from you were born and raised Muslim, or say you converted to it at a young age and you were a Muslim for 15, 20, 25 years. Uh, Salat is a right. I find some Muslims that left Islam, they still find themselves, uh, quote, unquote, looking at a clock because it's been embedded in their subconscious mind at certain points in the day to pray. So you would basically, instead of 
praying at the exact times that the Islamic faith requires you and praying in the exact methodology, you would just pray to break that pattern on the mind. You would just pray at any time you feel, let's say. And I'm, I'm saying maybe make an invocation, not monotheistic prayer. Uh, and then you could take, again, the entire quote-unquote verbiage of the prayer and create your own invocation. Put your own archetypes. Take a law out of it. You understand and replace it, whatever archetype or types that you need to. Um, or condition yourself when them times of prayer, let's say, come up, that you do something that's completely adverse to it. That would be reconstructing the whole process because now you're not obligated to it. You're not confound to it. You're not, you're not controlled by it anymore. Um, that would be one example. Um, we can go through all of the methodologies, but the reconstruction process would just be simply taking what you deconstructed and now adjusting it to fit what it is you're currently doing now, removing all of the rule restriction, uh, the, the quote-unquote, it's mandatory you do and don't do this. You understand? Um, breaking those patterns on the subconscious mind. For an example, that you need to be dressed a certain way or you need to wash yourself a certain way before you do this. This is all a bunch of bullshit. Really what this basically does is create a control methodology on your mind. So now you need to re reconstruct that process because now we've identified in depth what is kind of creating that blockage. So what do we do now, again, moving forward? These are the things you want to do um, moving forward. Let's say it's raising children. Say, say you had to deconstruct the whole process of how you used to do it. You did that. You identified it. Maybe you identified uh, you're not spending enough of time uh, with, with, with the children. Maybe there's areas that you see you're lacking. It could be, uh, you know, teaching your kids. Uh, you know, about uh, certain subjects that they're lacking in in education that you're not putting the required time. So after you kind of deconstruct the whole thing, now you want to actually now apply methods where now you take the initiative to, to put more effort and energy in. And how do you do that? You now identify areas, say, that you've been weak in raising your children and carrying out now activities or methods or things consistently where now is bringing about the change. Uh, could be sitting down, per se, with the child and going through, uh, you know, say if they're doing terrible in science or math or whatever it is, and you've been on them about it, right, but you're on them about it and pissed off, but you ain't never did shit really to help them out in any area, but all you've done is bitch and moan at them, right? So how you would deconstruct that, step one would be go back and revisit that and don't, don't berate them give them constructive criticism, and then reconstruct it by actually carrying out the activity of backing up what you're saying verbally. Um, so you can apply it in that method. Um, diet, let's, let's, it could be food. Uh, could be food issues you got, lack of or too much of. Same, same process. So the reconstruction process, let's not, let's not put uh, – one doesn't have more value than the other is what I'm saying. But it's really – you know, uh, a thing that works in harmony with each other. It's not that one is more important than the other or vice versa. Uh, they just both need to be done correctly. And they both, you, you have to put 100% uh, into this. This is not some shit you can go half-ass, pick and choose what you want to do. And when you start picking and choosing, you're going to find out because you're, you're, you're dancing around the real issues. I'm telling you, that's what happens. 
people will just like, you know, nitpick at it and, you know, oh, well, you know, I'll fuck with this. But they're not really getting down to the core of what it is that needs to be addressed. So that's important. So I don't know, brother, if you want to add something on the, on the reconstruction process, let's talk a little bit about sure. that. Um, I'll give a perfect example of uh, something that was reconstructed. Uh, for example, the uh, book Kali Mantra Magic by Bao Cadman. Now, mantras in the Hindu Dravidian tradition has an elaborate system to it, has an actual elaborate system. There's actual things you're supposed to do. There's actual offerings, all kinds of stuff you do a lot, many times before you do a mantra. Uh, he reconstructed those systems to make it something simplified that can be uh, codified in your mind in a simplistic way instead of making it always complex. Um, but something that you could easily pick up and even from what he gave you, reconstruct something out of that. Um, That's right. It's essential. Uh, a lot of times, even let's say on the left-hand path, I'll stick to, to the left-hand path for a moment. Um, you can find, for example, certain books and information on vampire magic. You can find information on black magic. Reconstruct those rituals because essentially what you're doing is if you do it exactly the way it's written in those books, then you're going right back under programming your mind into right. following somebody else's system, methodology, or teachings. Um, so reconstruct those rituals into something that's personalized and something that can have some benefit for you. Uh, because uh, I know many instances, especially when you're new on this path, You'll try. You'll gravitate to a book because you're you're hungry for knowledge while you're walking the left hand path. You're hungry for some information on exactly what it is, how it works, what to do, this, this, that. And we tend to digest a book and then do everything in that book the way it it's stated, and that is not always beneficial um, because you just left one thing and now you're programming yourself and somebody else's way and concepts and now you're back under accepting somebody else as an authority figure that's not what the left hand path is all about so essentially you can reconstruct these rituals that you are finding in these books and personalize it put your flavor into it and reconstruct it into something that's beneficial for you uh from your background from your uh, you know, upbringing that can resonate with your 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 own mind and your subconscious mind and and work better than those rituals would if you just did them verbatim from their books. So that's one thing that's important to understand is that I I know I have heard people do these rituals and I'm starting to get a feeling that a lot of times they're doing it straight from the book the way it says instead of creating their own. It's not that uh -huh. difficult to create create your own things, but you have to not be afraid. I don't know, for some reason, some people think that if they change it the way it's in the book that they're reading, it's like it's sacrilegious or something if I change exactly. that shit. Exactly. And it's not. If you don't reconstruct it to fit your mind, to fit your resonation, how you resonate, then you are being religious. I mean, just so many words, you are being religious. You have to 
uh, look at your life and see what patterns you have in your life that possibly could be needing some reconstruction, okay? If you've done things the way over and over and over for three, four, five years and it still ain't working, uh, you're not, you need to figure something out. And that what you need to figure out is how to reconstruct the patterns that you have habitually done to change them in a way that will be beneficial for you. Because if you've done something over and over and it ain't, it ain't popping like that, yeah, you need to uh, reconstruct it in a method and fashion that will be productive for you. And mm-hmm. you have to find and be uh, diligent on finding that which is a pattern, a behavioral pattern that has uh, kept you stagnated. Because, um, for example, if you get up in the morning and you tell yourself every fucking morning you get up, I'm going to be on time for work, and you've been late for work six months now, nigga, the shit ain't working, okay? You're going to have to, you're gonna have to reconstruct a whole new pattern, a whole new method on how to actually be more beneficial and efficient with your time so that you are early to work, not late to work. You understand? Because you, everybody has patterns. Habitual patterns are in everybody's life. And the reason why is because habits is an energy-saving mechanism that the mind has created, the subconscious mind particularly. It creates an energy-efficient method so it doesn't expend too much or consume too much energy on something. So what it tends to do is create a pattern so that it doesn't overexceed its energy expenditure. Example, driving. When you all, we all first started driving, you had to think about what you were doing, okay? You had to think about pressing the gas. Am I pressing the gas too too much, too light? You know, understand? Am I slamming on the brakes or am I gently, you know, uh, pushing down on the brake pad, right? What is it eventually is that when you do something over and over, your mind created a habitual pattern, so now when you're driving, guess what? You don't even think half the time when you drive. You just end up in your in your driveway, and you're like, well, how the hell I got here? Because your mind was off somewhere else, figuring out other problems, other things, right? And now all of a sudden you're in your driveway, you're like, shit, damn, I got here quick. Well, it's not that you got here quick. It's that your subconscious mind is actually driving the shit for you while your conscious mind is distracted somewhere else because it created a habitual pattern. Now, just like any other habit, you have some habits that are beneficial and some that are detrimental to you. Those All detrimental right. ones are the ones you have to pinpoint to reconstruct and create a new pattern so that it's beneficial for you, not detrimental. So it can be simple little things. It doesn't always have to be, you know, um, things that are traumatic. Things. It could be simple things in your life that you should put under the microscope of deconstruction and reconstruction in your life. Some things you will need to reconstruct. Others you're going to have to deconstruct completely. But you have to be able to put it under the microscope in order to identify it and then find out, okay, this is the one thing I need to really work on. And then all fit there just because you identified it. Because, you know, Negroes are famous for saying, well, I figured it out. Let me go have a beer and then not do shit about it for three weeks. 
right? Yep. Once you identify it, you should do something immediately to rectify or begin the process of rectifying the situation. Otherwise, what's the purpose of identifying the shit? You understand? What, you want a, uh, a cookie because you identified your your bullshit? Okay, well, you should have been done that a long time ago. The point is, now you identified it, do something about it, okay? So to reconstruct <clears throat> and deconstruct, you're really going to have to find what needs to be done. Not everything is going to have to be deconstructed. So don't think, because <laughs> niggas, you know, are famous for listening to a show, and then all of a sudden they go through their life and deconstruct every goddamn thing in their life. And then they say, well, damn, my shit's fucked up now. No, it's not, because you went extreme. People attempt to do extreme things. We're not saying everything in your life needs to be deconstructed. But there is some things you will pinpoint that do need to be deconstructed, and others you just have to reconstruct. You're just going to have to change it around. You understand? You're yep. going to have to create a new method from an old method. That That's, that's important because very important. some people will go and start deconstructing every goddamn thing and then, you know, be all effed up and blame us for the shit. No, that's not what we said. Okay, you right. got to identify one or the other, which mm-hmm. needs to be done and which doesn't need to be done. Right. And as something you said a few minutes ago, I want to use the, uh, uh, as far as reconstruction process, when you were talking about rituals and you mentioned uh, Bal Cadman, you mentioned the Maui Mantra, uh, the Cali, I'm sorry, Cali Mantra Magic. Uh, and then even when we had Bal Cadman on a couple of weeks ago, uh, you can actually go back and listen. He, he said basically something similar to what we were just talking about. He said uh, somebody had one of the, one of the callers, and we're going to go to the phone shortly to take some questions and calls and uh, even though we don't, uh, you know, due to the issues and difficulties of people getting in tonight, we don't have too many uh, people on the phone. We do got some, but uh, we'll we'll take some calls shortly. But uh, one of the listeners had called in when Bal Cabinet was on the show and had asked him, like, what is the methodology? As a matter of fact, I think it might have been you, Brother Ravana. I think you had asked him that question. Uh, what 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 was what was some of the methodology or what was the approach he used when he put his books together? I believe that was you that asked that question, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And and he said something that was so simple, and it, it basically it was reconstruction in a nutshell. He said, like like you said about the in the Dravidian or what we know today as the Hindu text, because as we know the original Dravidians were African, and what we're looking at today is watered down Hindus, uh, and they basically have taken that culture and watered it down just in the images of Kali alone, because Kali now is depicted bluish green white, yellow, when we know the word Kali means black, dark, black mother goddess, and the original images of Kali are dark, black African woman. Um, So that's been diluted and polluted. But he basically said something like we said, when you go into the um, Hindu text, like you just said a few minutes ago, uh, a lot of the language and the system of those mansions are very complex and complicated. And he said he just simply looked at those things and like you just said a couple of minutes ago, how can I just make this real simple? How can I just make this, take all the complexity out of it and put it in, in quote unquote, layman's terms for an individual that still wants to get the benefits of working this type of magic, but don't have to go through all of a lot of those complex layers that really when you, when you, when you look at it in its essence are really not really mandatory, but just kind of add more. Uh, dramaticism to these rituals. So when you read that book, for an example, it's not just that book. It's, it's, it's a lot of his books. 
the process is really simple. Um, the rituals are really simple. It doesn't take a, a lot to, to make the preparations for the rituals. This is all part of the reconstruction process. Most of them just involve candles and incense and the image of Kali. Uh, and how those things are positioned could change. Now, you can, here's the deep thing now. You can even take Val Cabman's reconstruction and reconstruct his reconstruction. Let me say that shit again. You can take Val Cabman because when you're reading Kali Mantra Magic, remember, you're taking his reconstruction process that he used to present that work to you. I hope everybody's clear on that. Now, how you can reconstruct it. Now, Val Cabman, for an example, will put in that book that you can do this ritual on Wednesday, this one and that, but you can really do them anytime you want. That would be a reconstruction process. You don't got to follow that I need to do this one on that day because now we're back to, again, a religious mindset. You can maybe change the color of the candles. You can use any symbolicism with Calvi. Um, these, are, these are other further reconstruction processes that you can utilize, uh, again, for your personal self. So he, he made it really, really, really straight to the point. Not comp- and here's the other thing I found in this past. Most motherfuckers want some long, drawn-out, complicated answer. And sometimes it's just a quick, simple answer. And like he said, he just made the chance simple. And he wrote them out in a way that anybody can pronounce them. Um, so that, to me, is an excellent example of reconstruction. Um, he didn't get caught up in doing it word verbatim. And, and the reason why he explained that, and one thing, as you heard him ex- explain when he was on the show, tradition is what keeps a lot of people in that mindset. They think if you don't do it, Yep. The traditional way that it's been done for all of this time, like you just said earlier, Brother Ronald, like it's some sacrilegious thing or it's like, it's like uh, something that's taboo. You can't do that. Um, that's also trauma that's impacted on the subconscious mind. And a lot of people have a hard time facing or dealing with. So these are all processes of reconstruction. And again, this, this, this methodology can be pretty much applied in, in, in any area because you, again, pinpointing and identifying is the key. Like Brother Ravonin said a couple of minutes ago, there's just some things you're just going to need to reconstruct, reconstruct or try different methods. You're not going to have to deconstruct everything. The things that need to be deconstructed are things that need to be self-identified. That's key. Um, but real quick, before I go to the phone, just to make a couple quick announcements because um, I know others will be probably listening to the playback of the show. First and foremost, we want to thank everybody that came out uh, this past weekend uh, for the Order of Chaos and Dark, which was an experience uh, witnessing it and getting feedback. Uh, we always get a great experience from, from actually just watching other people do it as we're doing the ritual. Um, so it was a good, it was a good experience. Uh, we haven't done one in a while. Uh, we haven't done anything like that in a while. Uh, that's the most I could really talk about. It was a good experience. Uh, and again, everybody that came out, definitely appreciate you guys coming out and participating. Uh, and then they coming out to the class on, on the next Saturday. Uh, the next three dates that we have locked, uh, just to throw that out there, I know some people, I did send some people emails, uh, people out of state that wanted to get some advanced dates so they can make plans to travel. But we do that. We have the next three dates locked up. We only have one date available uh, in May, I'm sorry, yeah, this month, which is the 19th. 
which is kind of a little bit of a quick turnaround, but that's the only date available. Uh, so we will be doing our next ritual, which is going to be the invocation of the Holy Death. And that's going to be on uh, May 19th, Saturday, May 19th, followed with a class on May 20th. Um, June, the date for June is going to be the 23rd of June, the 23rd and the 24th of June. Uh, we have ideas on what we're going to do on that, but we're not going to announce that right now. That's going to be on June 23rd and June 24th. And then July's dates will be July 28th and July 29th. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So those are the next three dates. Again, I want to put that out there for people that are trying to make plans, uh, you know, to travel. Again, let me give you those dates again. Uh, this month will be the 19th of May. Uh, we are actually working on the flyers now to get them done as quick as we can. Uh, get those out. Um, if you want to participate in the ritual, we ask you to just email if you're coming. Give us your name. Just identify yourself so we can put you on a list. Um, and we want to make sure you're clear on what you're participating in. Um, the Holy Death, who some know as uh, Santa Muerte, it's going to go a little more in depth beyond that concept. Uh, but we're not going to explain too much. That's for you to experience in the ritual. Um, but anyway, those are the dates. Again, let me throw those dates out there for you. Uh, May 19th. June 23rd and July 28th for the rituals. The classes are obviously just the following day. So then May 19th and, and May 20th, June 23rd and June 24th, and July 28th and July 29th. So, uh, again, for those that have emailed me, I have responded back to some of your emails. Uh, obviously, it's hard for me to get back to everybody. Um, those that I have contacted some people in the last day or two that have been asking for the dates, if you are listening to this show, and you were thinking about contact, and there's your answer. Um, those are the dates. Uh, and then again, we'll get uh, we'll get uh, some of that uh, information out as soon as we have some of that stuff available. Uh, so that's what's going on. That's what's going on uh, for the next upcoming month. And again, I want to thank everybody that came out and uh, to this past weekend's events. Um, all right, so what we're going to do now is I think we covered this topic uh, enough to the point where we'll take some calls and try to keep this uh, show tonight within the, the uh, time slot frame if we can. Um, so, again, if you are uh, in the chat and you want to ask a question, you can type it in. If, you, if you're uh, in the chat, uh, feel free to go ahead and type your question. If you are in the chat and you want to get on the phone and call in, if you go right down to the bottom of your screen, You'll see the call-in number, that's 724-444-7444. Uh, then it's going to ask you for the ID number, the caller ID, which is 134-778-pound symbol. Uh, then it's going to ask you for a PIN. The PIN is simply the number one and the pound symbol. And, again, that information is right at the bottom of your screen uh, if you want to call in. Um, if you are waiting on the phone, uh, please make sure your phone is unmuted when we plug you in. Um, again, we got to go through this every week. People don't unmute their phone. Sometimes we plug somebody in. We can hear their background, them, and other stuff going on, but they can't hear us because they forget to unmute their phone or they walk away from the phone or whatever it is. Um, so we'll kind of rotate back and forth. Uh, again, it's not due to the issues of people getting in tonight. We don't have too many people. Uh, not really much going on in the chat this evening. Um, we do have some people on the phones. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phones first. 
Uh, let me just scroll up in the chat. Uh, Brother Seth, I see I see um, what you typed in about the uh, upcoming rituals. That's fine. Um, yeah, we'll just have to make it work. Um, but appreciate you uh, letting us know about that. All right, so not really much going on in the chat for Brother Seth right now. Uh, so let's bring in, let's go to a call on the queue. The first one is uh, Duma730. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going with you, brothers, tonight? Man, it's going good. What's going on? Uh, can't complain. Um, you were talking about the uh, the deconstruction ritual, because I think uh, basically that's what I'm, I'm concentrating on right now, uh, doing a lot of uh, deconstructing a lot of concepts. Like you said, uh, like some of the uh, ingrained, whopping concepts that I had that I really didn't deal with, I just put them away in the back of my mind and just started doing other things and reading other things, but I didn't uh, basically deal with it, like, you right. know, just to finalize it, to, to cut it out. Even though I did sell all my books, right. but I didn't really do anything drastic to say, okay, this is, you know, it finito or anything like that. I still have, like, some pictures and stuff like that I could probably burn or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. And- yeah, I'm sorry, Let me let me say this. I was about to say, I don't know. <clears throat> I was about to say, if you have any pictures or anything less associated with it, that burn mm-hmm. them fuckers quick. Yeah, get rid, get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, get rid of them. If you have to burn them, burning, burn. Jesus, eh, can't even talk. Burning them is a great process to deconstruct because you essentially are burning that away from you, that desire, that that connection is being burnt away from you. And when you are able to burn something into its uh, uh, total decomposition, then you're able to let it really um, dissipate from your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we tend to not even realize it. Sometimes we tend to see pictures around and don't even realize them fucking pictures are still sitting there. And like, right. well, what the hell is this shit still sitting here? Yeah, and, right. you know, that picture automatically is going to bring that up inside of you. Whether we think we're past it or not, it's going to reconnect you back to that time, that, that those concepts, those methodologies, it's still going to be alive in you. So uh, one thing I did, like I said, I, I destroyed, I cut them, and I burnt a lot of them things because I didn't want nothing left in my house that mm-hmm. had anything to do with that, you know, crap. So I literally right. went to the extreme of it to get rid of it. And it, you'll see the results. You'll feel some some kind of way that's going to be beneficial for you, and you're going to really be able to continue your walk and your path without any of those things holding you back, holding you down. Pictures are very essential because if you notice, those times we were there, everything mm-hmm. had a picture associated with it. Right. Everything, whatever school it was, there was a picture. It was a and picture. That picture yeah. always, exactly, and that picture was always associated with that individual being the master over that school for that time. You understand? Right. He was the master right. of this, the master of that. The ma- you understand? So when you eliminate those pictures out of your life, you're eliminating that hold it has on you to this day. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and, you know, one thing I would tell you, brother, is, like you say, 
Yeah, one, you know, step one, you actually, you, you seems like you've identified, obviously, and that's a good thing. But you really need to sit down and focus, like you say. You know, what I'm hearing in, in, in the process of what you're, what you're saying is, like, you, you, you stepped into the process partially, the reconstruction process, but you need to ask yourself and find out subconsciously whether it's just been a lack of not getting around to it or mm-hmm. that maybe what maybe what you're thinking is the, is the issue, but you really need to ask yourself why is that stuff still lingering around? I think that's the key. Uh, I think Ravana Noon kind of addressed that because sometimes mm-hmm. subconsciously it could be somebody with Christianity. Maybe they, they, they still got crucifixes and shit laying around and they just can't shake it. Um, that's the deep question that needs to be asked. Why is it still lingering? Mm-hmm. Um, because as we know, symbols and pictures speak in volumes and right. project so many different levels of consciousness. And that's important. It's critical. So if you're keeping that stuff around, and again, not just this situation, it could be anything, um, you really need to dig deep and say, well, what's the real reason why this stuff is, is lingering? And as I said earlier, you know, shit doesn't disappear overnight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to deconstruct, it's not going to go away uh, in a matter of minutes, uh, days, weeks, some, again, as I said in the beginning, I don't know if you were listening in the very beginning of the show, yeah. uh, everybody's way of, of going through it and dealing with it is going to vary. Like I say, over the years, I've seen, I've seen people uh, who don't take a long time, you know, they're, they're able to process it quickly and move on. And then I've seen the flip side. I've seen people to this very day still struggling and been in this shit for years and, as we talked about uh, in this Sunday's Path class, remember, this, this path is never presented in the false methodology of a fix-all mm-hmm. because that's bullshit. There's no such thing that's going to fix everything and have the answer to all your problems right. and have answers to all your questions. Anybody that tells you that is full of shit because there's always a process. I don't care what level of spirituality you practice. There should always be a process of you having to figure out certain aspects of it on your own. Not somebody can't do it all for you. And see, and that's the problem. Most people get involved in a lot of these spiritual systems, ones that have some type of uh, uh, rulership over it, because they expect somebody else to tell them what to do, how to do it, or, or figure it out all for them. The beauty of this path is you, you actually have to do work. And what I find out that goes on a lot in conscious circles. It's just a lot of talking. It's mm-hmm. a lot of history. It's a lot of quoting shit. It's just a lot of blah, 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 but there's no spiritual practices to back any of it up. And that's a problem because if you're not putting any of the information into practice, then all, as I said before in the past, all you basically are is a walking encyclopedia. You mm-hmm. have all this information but what good is that information if I can't put it into practice and make it beneficial to myself? And a lot of these quote-unquote systems today, where's the spirituality in it? Where, where are the spiritual practices and rituals that are carried out to bring about that transformational change within the individual, individually, and collectively as a group, if done in a group? And mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that on that level. But, um, right. yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole other thing. Uh, did you have any other questions, brother? That that was basically it, brother. That that answered so, hey, my question. Hey, just keep keep working on the process. I know we have talked. Um, you just keep working mm-hmm. on the process, and and like I said, I think the most important thing that can't be 
you know, minimizes the fact you, you clear on the identification process. And as long as you reel with yourself on that, clear on that, I think you can, anybody, whether it's you or anybody else, can set out and achieve and be successful on, on doing the deconstruction, reconstruction process. So, you know, it, it, it tends to it'll work itself out. But, hey, we appreciate your call. We appreciate you listening as usual, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You all have all a right. great one. All right, you too, Pete. All right. All right, uh, let's go to the chat. Uh, Brother Seth Apner types in, is the removal of physical objects around you the only way to deconstruct? Absolutely not. Uh, Not sure when you started to tune in, but we talked about uh, various different ways mentally, uh, whether it's revisiting a situation in the past. So, no, the, the, the deconstruction process can be done mentally, it can be done emotionally, spiritually, and physically. It just all depends on what type of situation or scenario you're deconstructing. So absolutely not. It's not the deconstruction process is not limited only to the physical. Though, yes, the physical is part of it in certain scenarios, no doubt. Uh, but it, it, it can go into any of those areas. So no, most definitely the answer to that question is it's definitely not limited to the physical. All right, just want to be clear on that. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. The next call in the queue, uh, we got this one actually has a name. Uh, Kareem Wise, you're on the call. Any questions or comments? Kareem Wise. Hey, Hotel, my brother's Hotel. Peace. What's going on, brother? <laughs> no, that was a joke. <laughs> I thought y'all was a joke. What's going uh, on, bro? It's my uh, first time listening. I had heard. Cool, cool. I heard a recording uh, a while ago. I guess Panic was on the show, and I, I just basically okay. heard it. So I thought I would check y'all out today. And y'all dropping, cool, some, cool. Some, dropping some real knowledge in. Um, cool. I just appreciate the knowledge. One thing I thought about was Panic said something about uh, just making a whole bunch of noise and getting bypassing the conscious mind to get to the subconscious mm-hmm. mind. What are y'all sure. thoughts on I mean, I mean, I mean, again, uh, and Ravonna, knowing you can give your take on this, we always say whatever works, whatever methodology works, again, there's no right or wrong way, and I've heard people use that process. Um, if it works, I'm say, I say do whatever you get results from, and I have, I've had what you just described. I've heard people using similar methods. Uh, there is ways to reprogram the subconscious mind like that with methods to use. So I would basically say – if you're getting results from any method you're using, do it. I mean, there's no right or wrong way. And and as I said earlier, everybody's going to have – the process isn't going to be the same for everybody, obviously, because we're all going through different shit. We're all dealing with different shit. So, um, yeah. hey, if it works, do it. If we could ask you real quick, where, where, where are you calling from, brother? We always like to get new calls there, location, state, like where you where, where you at? Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Houston, Texas, man. All right, cool. Uh, Ravonna, is there anything you wanted to add add to uh, the brother's question, which is a good question? <clears throat> no, I was just going to say that um, besides uh, the fact that, you know, if it works for you, work it. But well, <clears throat> have I never, you? I, I never really tried it, per se, because okay. I've always really been setting my intentions and really uh, I, I just thought it, I heard it, like, the other day, and I thought it was sort of funny because, I was trying to figure out how would you set an intention to just like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, something of that nature. But, yeah, right. I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what y'all are saying. 
But what so, I was what I was also gonna say though is if it works for you, good. But um, identify for yourself what methodology is best. Like for myself, noise irritates me sometimes. Too much noise irritates me, and it's not gonna do much for me. Me, uh, I have to go into a pinpointed focus, and sometimes for me to reach that that real pinpointed. Focus, I have to be angry about something, okay? That anger will help me identify exactly the BS that I need to reprogram in my subconscious mind. So whatever works, cool, but identify the best part for you. Some people will use their emotions, like, for example, anger or passion to, to find out and then to be able to reconstruct or to reprogram that situation within them. Others can use music. Others can use sound. But as Vanity said, it's going to be different for everybody. Mine is more of my anger, my my passion I use to, to reconstruct and refocus and reprogram things within me. Uh, sound, sometimes too much sound, especially all the yelling and all that stuff, that's irritating for me. You understand? Right, for, other people, for other people, they may need calm. They may need uh, the ocean. Some people go sit by the ocean to reconstruct and reprogram. It's different for everybody. But you gotta find uh-huh. the method that works best. So, so brother Kareem, let me ask you this, just because of your name. Uh, obviously, you got an Arabic name. The word Kareem meaning generous. Is that from where well, you used to be five percent, or is that your birth name? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, that's my birth name. Uh, okay. Uh, my dad was Muslim, and my mom was okay. Christian. So I sort of okay. I guess, you know, okay. I, I probably. Um, I wouldn't say I completely de—I deconstructed, but you know, you never know how far you can actually sure. go with your whole thing. I—I um, I mean, I've been taking panic class for the longest, and I've been just on my own journey. So I don't want to say I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, like mastering stuff, but I'll be just. It's not what you're working. That's—I right. mean—that's all. That's key. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're you're working, and that's and 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 that's the whole thing on this path, man. Being whether you want to call it the occult, left-hand path, whatever terminology you give it, it's a constant. This is about working, man, and that's one thing that I personally love about doing this is you're not sitting around, you're not being lectured to, you're not just listening. Uh, you know, there's that that's part of it, but that's not the only part of it, and. It's constant work, brother. It's constant work. And you know this if you've been on the path. Uh, it's something that's never-ending. And, and it should be because it keeps you sharp, keeps you alert. You don't get lazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Because when you're doing something systematically, day in and day out, it just becomes mundane. And you go through the motions. And that, that tends to be the problem in a lot of other spiritual systems. I don't care what it is. It just becomes routine. It becomes stagnated. It becomes dead. Uh one thing that, that uh, we brought this up last week when we had Bal Cadman on a few weeks back, a lot of people will use the word balance, and, and you'll hear my at and all that shit. And really, that's not – you don't want to be balanced, as, as he said, because when you're balanced, you're stagnated. You're not, you're not moving right. forward. You're not moving backwards. You actually want to be you know, in harmony with things, and there's a difference. And, and being on this path is about being in harmony with things, and working in conjunction with them uh, as opposed to where people on this fluffy stuff, whether it's comedic, everything is about my at, and, you know, I need to be balanced. Well, we're not trying to be balanced on this path. You know, we're trying to be in harmony, and harmony with ourselves, not, 
not in harmony with the universe, because remember, somebody on this path is trying to control the universe. We're not trying to be in harmony with anything, because that's not what isolated consciousness represents. People can't grasp that. They say, oh, that's, that doesn't line up with the uh, universal law. Well, we're going beyond universal law, okay? Mm. We're, sub- we're subjected to these things to a certain extent, only to the extent that our mind allows them to be. And that's what people, that's the hard thing for people to grasp. So they, they'll, they'll look at you like a monster when you say certain things, and you say, well, no, there's no way. Well, that's because you've opened yourself up and allowed yourself to be controlled by that. And it's all, you know, seven principles of Tahuti, and we always recommend that. First one, all is mental, mental is all, and people don't really grasp that. Uh, right. But anyway, did you have any other bre- uh, questions, Brother Kareem, or any other comments? No, nah, Bobby used to say that all the time, just being a chaos being, really, you know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's always about but, chaos. Uh, y'all, have a, uh, y'all have a website or anything that I could check out? Yeah, we have actually a couple of things, brother. Brother Ravana Noon has a YouTube page, Dark Occultist. Uh, is it 99, Dark Occultist? Yep. Dark Occultist 99. Uh, you could also go to my YouTube page, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Awakening Universal Minds on Facebook. So those are the best methods to, to get in contact with us and interact with us on uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out when you get a chance. Okay, appreciate it. All right, we appreciate All you, right, brother. Bro. Thanks for listening. All right. All right, so, and again, you're here uh, just like you did with the first brother, Brother Duma 730, and now Brother Kareem. Uh, you hear the identification process, uh, the working process. And look, work, man. One thing I can't stand is a lazy motherfucker that don't want to work. And in all levels, whether it's physical work, I can't stand lazy people. They get me sick to my goddamn stomach, literally. Even in my profession, if you're lazy, uh, matter of fact, not to say this and gloat, I just canned somebody actually two days ago. Um, I had hired somebody, and they were just lazy as fuck. Couldn't get to it. You were mentioning being on time. That's another thing that bothers the fuck out of me. Um, you know, you're a grown-ass man, and you can't, you can't do your thing in a responsible and timely manner. Well, I had about two weeks of that was all I could stomach, and I had to can somebody. Uh, not that I enjoy doing it, because um, I really don't. But at the end of the day, if you're showing signs of that, just small little things like that being irresponsible, that must filter into other aspects of your life. I'm sorry. And I've known that to be a reality. I've witnessed that myself firsthand. Um, so, again, I, I, I use that process because this can be applied in, on any level. Trust me when I tell you. Um, and not only after you, when you reconstruct, you're going to start also seeing, this is very important. I want people to be crystal clear on this. You start to look at things completely different, okay? I want to I stress that. When you reconstruct, your viewpoint and outlook on life and things in general, your surroundings, your environment, people, uh, just overall, it completely changes 100, shit, 250% uh, just to go to the extreme. So I want to be crystal clear on that. All right, uh, let's see if we can squeeze a couple more callers in here. I'm going to go down the line here. Next one just says uh, Southwest Florida. That's all it says. Anybody there from Southwest Florida? Southwest Florida. Anybody there? Okay. Southwest Florida going once. Southwest Florida going twice. Southwest Florida going three times. All right. Nobody there. 
Hello, anybody there? If you hear some background noise, anybody there? Southwest Florida? I hear you trying to come in. It's like static. I don't know if it's your phone line. I don't know if it's weather. All right, I'm going to have to try to come back to you. I can hear the background, but I don't, I don't know if I can't for whatever reason. Hello? Uh, it's just nope. static coming. That ain't I don't know what's going No, nah, it's just static, and who knows where that is. Again, we did have some, some bad weather in this area, so I don't know if that's out that way. Yeah, the weather's starting to come up this way. So. Yeah, as well, obviously, again, I know some other people, I, I am aware of the issues of getting in earlier. I had mentioned it. So, again, if you're tuning in and you, ha- and you can only get on, some people say they can just listen online, but they can't log in. Uh, I apologize for that. It's not our fault. It's usually the, the service out of Pennsylvania on the East Coast. And anytime there's uh, storms or bad weather in our area or moving up the coast, uh, it tends to create a few technical difficulties like tonight. This is like the second or third time this has happened to us since we've been on the air. Um, so there's not much we can do to control that. Sorry about that. Uh, I know some people wanted to try to get on and call in. Um, now we can really do about that. Uh, you can listen to the archive of the show. Uh, as, as we said before, all the shows are archived. You can go into the archives and listen to the very show, first show we did back in 2014 uh, up until today. And there's over 124 episodes in there you can listen to. Yes, I said correct, 120-something different shows in there that you can listen to. You spend uh, weeks listening to the amount of shows that we've done and, and continue to do. So um, that's the best thing I could tell you. Again, so hopefully next Thursday we have uh, nicer weather. Not much we could do about that. Sorry. Um, all right. The next call just says Florida. Anybody there from Florida? Hello. Yes, we can I'm hear just you. listening. Just listening. Okay. Can we, uh, where out of Florida are you calling? If you could just share that with Fort us. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So how come you ain't how come you didn't come out this weekend, man? We was right we was right I, in Hollywood. What happened? I know I had a virus. Okay, now nah, yeah, we don't want you to come out with a virus. We appreciate <laughs> you not not coming out with a virus. All right. I don't think right, you cool. would want any of that. No, nah, no, nah, we appreciate you being considerate of others. Thank you. All right. You're well, we we appreciate you listening. Hopefully, uh since you you're right in our backyard, hopefully we see you at one of the upcoming events. Yeah, I think so. All right, peace. Uh, let's see if, oh, let's see, uh, we, we got two callers I see in the queue just came up that were actually at the event. Uh, let's bring the first one in. Uh, Sister Sonia, are you there? Smiley with the locks, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, what's going on? Talk to us. What you got for us? Uh, uh, nothing nothing too much, but um, great show. Uh, uh, last weekend was awesome. Thank you guys yet again. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. I, I want to add my little tidbit in because um, mm-hmm. this is what I find, you know, for myself is that mm-hmm. uh, you're always doing the inventory. Um, well, you should at least always be doing the inventory because you guys are right. Um, if, you, if you're if still here, I mean, shit ain't straight. Um, so there's always an area in life um, that you can look into deep to deconstruct and reconstruct or to reconstruct it in a way that's that's most beneficial to you and uh and your surroundings. Um but you know it, it, um Nunes has said a lot um before about I know he, he mentioned one ritual tonight, but another thing he used to say a lot, um 
It's about going into the darkness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he'll say all that shit has just come to the surface, and it's true. You know, um, yeah. sometimes if you sit down, well, some people you don't need to, you really don't need to know. Some You you just know. You know your bullshit. Um, you live long enough, yep. you know your bullshit. And you, you just know the areas of your life that needs. It, it's the hidden things, the little things that may have be embedded um, from childhood that you may have to do some work on that has shaped you into an adult. Mm-hmm. But the majority of your shit is on the surface. And, uh, Easily yep. identifiable. That's correct. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in agreement with you. We appreciate you uh, sharing that. Um, again, what you're saying, though, unfortunately, that's a tough pill sometimes for people to swallow. I mean, I hate to say that. Some people can, you know, take it, as they say, as a grain of salt. But I'm telling you, I found out most people make it more complicated than it actually is. And just in talking with people, man, they always seem to be beating around the bush. Like you can hear in the overtone, they, they can identify their bullshit, but but they like they it's like they they're still in this denial. As I said earlier, sometimes you got to hear yourself say it out loud. I think I think uh, one of the reasons why is because everybody is looking for some complex answer. They look for some fucking you know deep. Uh, out of this world, so terrifying answer <laughs> that they can't understand that the answer nine times out of ten is very simple. That's correct. So simple that it's it'll shock you how simple it is. You'll be like, damn, this shit's been in my face all this time. Yeah, but you kept looking everywhere else but your face to realize right. that the answer was simple. And That's I correct. think a lot of times people, even when it comes to rituals, people want this complex you know, super uh, long ritual, you know, they want <laughs> the gates of hell to open, and, you or, know. Or, uh, or in a past life, see, in a past life, you used yeah. to be this avatar. <laughs> exactly. They don't want They don't want the simple answer like, yo, you fucked up, you got some bullshit about you, and you need it. to focus on that shit and deal with it. See, they want to hear, oh, see, because in a past life, you know, um, you were a priestess, you know, you're not able to function in this life. That's why you're not yeah. able to get in a relationship because you yeah. took a vow that, you know, you were going to be celibate. And so now, you know, the dick can't find you. Well, no, that's not true. But the reality is this, that, you know, it, that's what people want. They don't want the, you know what, you just need to fi- realize that you have a shitty-ass attitude and that shitty-ass attitude has been affecting you from the past of your years ago to today. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. So anything else you'd like to ask, Smiley, with the locks? Mm. Let me ask her a question. Now, that name is Smiley with the locks. Okay, let's let's identify that real quick because a lot of times when we be in class, especially on Saturday, she don't smile for two shits, brother. I'd be like, where the hell is this smiley with the locks coming from, brother? Is this a... Is this name, this name was supposed to be sarcastic name? I mean, was it supposed to be a it pun? Should, it should, I mean, what was it should it? be It should be sour puss with the locks. I'm going to change that yeah. shit. I'm like, yo, she ain't smiled like in 10 days since I've seen her. <laughs> she was in straight, straight hardcore gangster mode. Like, Yeah, and then you ask her like, a question, look like she want to slice your throat. Be like, hey, whoa, what? take it easy. Look like, like she's about to pull out the toolie and just go berserk up in there. Yeah. 
I was like, damn, now nah, you know we gotta fuck with you, have a little fun with you. But um, anyway, any other questions, comments, concerns, warnings that we need to be aware of? Yeah, warnings more like. Warning? <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, but you guys are right as far as the ritual right. goes. You must break that down, and it, it it shouldn't be that deep. You should be able to um, construct something that. You know, benefits for you. Don't take everything word for word. I found that when you don't take a a, a ritual word for word, um, uh-huh. it is more powerful. It's more effective. I, I guess that's the better word to use. Yeah, uh, it's very much so. And right. And it's like you 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 both have said before on this path, and the gentleman. Um, Brother Kadeem just mentioned it's all about mm-hmm. chaos, you know. That's correct. And uh, That's correct. chaos does bring the order because they, you have to shake it up. And those that went through the ritual on Friday night uh, mentally should have grasped that because that's what the ritual was about. And, you know, you just said something that's very important. Um, the ritual, when you put your own touch on it, is effective because just because of that, you you molded it and shaped it. Uh, to suit your own personal needs. And anytime you're carrying out a ritual, uh, you should, again, be clear on identifying the working of that ritual and the purpose that it serves. And that's how you make your adjustments. So, yeah, it's 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 always the most powerful ritual uh, as far as results and effectiveness are the ones that you shape to fit or the ones that you mold and adjust to suit the working that you're trying to carry out. And that's the key. And that's the be- that's the beauty of this. So, um, that's an excellent point. You know, we touched on that a little bit earlier and we've touched on it many times on previous shows. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't get caught up in book format word for word because then you're back to quote unquote, a religious type of mindset and mentality. Um, and I think that's you know, what everyone is missing. Everyone is missing the little gems you guys drop because you drop it so Simple. You just, you know, you just drop it and leave it. But they're, as you stated, they're looking for some elaborate explanation as to what they should be doing and why this is thus, you know, or this is that. And uh, really miss it. how simple. It, it really is that it's, I don't know. It is that simple. Mm-hmm. It is that simple Correct. to get to the bottom of anything. Um, unless you're trying to, you know, figure out how to get from here to the moon. Um, well, on a shoestring budget, you know what I mean. So, but correct, that's correct. And we always, you always hear that 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 phrase that applies, and this phrase applies to this simple, you know, this this situation here, this question here. It's it's only as complicated as you make it, and people people make it more complicated on themselves. It's nobody else doing it. We we do this shit to ourselves. We make it more complicated than it is, or we have preconceived notions. Like the worst thing you could do is is dialogue with somebody that's already got preconceived notions and answers in their head, because see, a person like that is just set out. They want they want you to affirm or confirm what they're thinking in yep. their mind. Like you know the yep. motherfucker that comes to you for advice all the time. Like they say, uh, "Yeah, man, I just wanted to talk to you about something, such and such. I was wondering, what do you think? Should I do this or that?" Now they already know what they want to do, but they come to you because they want you to say what they've already made their mind up so they can feel, you know, good about what they think is the right thing to do. So when you sit there and give them the opposite answer, 
Yeah, I do this all the time. And you go, well, really? You think I should do that? Because I was thinking that this would be – so then why the fuck did you ask me that? You understand what I'm saying? You're, you're, asking, you're asking the question because you really want to dialogue about it? Or are you asking the question because you just want to hear what you've already got in your mind? Your mind's already made up before you even came to me and started dialoguing. See, that's another problem. And that, that tends to what happens – to people that are seeking their honor. You see, if you're really seeking, you're open to everything, even things that, quote, unquote, might be adverse to your way of thinking. You don't got to accept everything. That's not what I'm saying. But you can't, you can't respond to everything defensively because it's not in line with your thinking. It's mm-hmm. not in line with your ideology. It's not in line with your personal morality, whatever the fuck it is. Um, that tends to be a problem and an obstacle that people suffer with on this path. Because they have already got preconceived notions and answers to things they've already gotten figured out in their mind, whether they whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant. But it's hard to evolve and, and move forward when you've already set unrealistic expectations. That becomes a damn problem. So, yeah, good point. Anyway, anything else you got for us, Sourpuss? No. All right. Stop messing with you. <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, All right, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate our brother Seth Afner, uh, you, um, brother Jack, all, 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 all you guys that help and assist with the ritual, uh, your mom. Uh, we want to thank your mom for making the banner for us. Uh, she did a great job. She's actually done a couple banners for us. Uh, so I want to let everybody know uh, that comes out to the ritual uh, when you see some of these things. Uh, that's actually your mom doing them. And we, we do appreciate her helping. Every little bit helps. Uh, may not seem like a lot, but it is. And as usual, we appreciate. Uh, I'll let Sandra. her know. She does it because she loves me. But okay. I'll let her know. I have no idea. I have no idea why. That sourpuss yeah. attitude. Let me stop. That's why. <laughs> anyway, let me stop. All right. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. Peace. peace. All right, I think we're just going to take uh, one more call. Not much going on in the chat. Uh, we're going to bring in another sister that was at the ritual, was at the events this past uh, uh, week. Let me see if I can plug in. Hold on. Uh, nothing going on in the chat. Let's see if uh, we get this sister on the line. Uh, Dark Abyss Goddess One, you are on the call. Can you hear us? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Um, it good, was a good, really good, good. What show. you got? I enjoyed the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess um, basically I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. My question is, and doing, I've been working with rituals. I've been doing uh, my personalized ones, which have been much more powerful and succinct. I've been getting results from all of them, okay. but okay. some things um, are taking a little longer um, okay. than I would expect. I don't know if it's because of impatience. I don't know if it's because of... Uh, Maybe it's just the magnitude of the, the stuff that needs to be reconstructed. Um, mm-hmm. But is there any suggestions that you have that can maybe accelerate the process? Right. I'm going to say that second one you said, and then Brother Ramon, I know you could probably add to this. The the second one you said is usually uh, when people are saying that they're carrying out a certain work in a ritual that's taking maybe longer as far as getting the results. I think – I'm not sure if you were listening last week or not, but we talked about um, – Staying consistent because certain situations you might you might find yourself 
um, having to work harder and more frequently and do more things for, say, a situation like you're talking about, you're not really getting uh, the results uh, right away or maybe you're in critical need of them and you're trying to speed up the process. Now, as far as what you can do to speed up the process, now that just is going to vary on the situation, uh, what it is you're exactly doing. Yes, there are there are maybe some more uh, in-depth or more intense methods you can apply depending on the situation. It just all depends, you know, on what the situation is. Uh, you would have to obviously identify, and then, yeah, uh, there's always things you can attempt. Now, here's the, here's the more important thing. Is it necessarily, will it, uh, can you guarantee it's going to speed up the process? Maybe not because you still might need to put more energy to it because it still might need more plugging away at it. Um, because that's why you'll find in some areas, and again, we mentioned this, we were going over this briefly last week, some people tend to set out and do something, and bam, they'll, they'll get something, a, you know, ASAP on the spot. Uh, that's because, obviously, that's not really as critical, uh, per se, maybe of an issue that's going on around them right now, as opposed to where if you're plugging away at something over and over and for whatever reason, it's just not, you know, clearing itself up. You know, you just got to keep plugging away at it. Um, but, yes, you could try more intense methods as long as they're in line, uh, you know, with the situation. Now, that's that's critical, too, meaning, uh, you know, if it's something that you're setting out to do and you're in harmony with the situation, you're not trying to do it out of personal – I'm just bringing this up in general, not so much to what you're you're asking, but there are people – uh, per se, that will tend to go sit out and do workings and it's motivated just by personal greed, you'll be plugging away at that forever. Uh, but if it's just an issue or area of blockage or, or a critical scenario that you need, uh, you know, cleared up or instant results, just keep plugging away at it. And, you know, consistency is another thing that we talked about. So, Brother Ravon, I don't know if there's something you want to plug in on that. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, um, I'll say this. Uh, sometimes when something is taking longer to uh, reach the the um, result that you are hoping for, it's because many times you have to slow it down. Now, they may sound in reverse. Well, I want it to happen fast. Yeah, I can't. Because until you really digest why it's taking forever, you're going to miss something along the line, and then oh. it's going to reoccur again. So sometimes things happen slowly so that you can digest the process in its entirety in, if, instead of the process being sped up, which sometimes will allow you to miss what is essential in the process. Because sometimes the result seems like it's what's essential, and it's not usually mm. that's what we want as a result, but sometimes not the result that's essential. It's the process getting to the result that is what is needed because there's something within the the process and the result that is going to really wake up a part of you so that you don't have to keep repeating that cycle that has kept you in that that moment. So I think sometimes we want to speed it up, but it's not necessary to speed it up. Uh, Though we want it to, sometimes you just have to be patient and that's the hardest thing on any any working spiritual. I don't care what it is. Patience, patience, patience. It's the hardest thing because we want it now. All of us want everything now, 
And because we want it now, that impatience doesn't allow us to absorb, digest, and expand our consciousness to really see why it's taking forever and allowing the process to take hold and do what it's supposed to do to get the result. So I, I will say that sometimes it's just you just got to be patient and let it flow and keep working it consistently to get the, the, the end result that you're looking for. But what's good to get the result if you don't enjoy the process? You understand what I'm saying? Because the process is what's going to really awaken, awaken you, awaken every part of your senses, your mind, your body, your spirit. Everything is going to focus in on this process, and it's going to realize more about yourself than what the end result is. So mm. I just want to share that's that. That's good. Good point, man. I actually learned something from that. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Do uh, you got any other questions, sis, or maybe you want to share briefly if you can since you were at the event. Uh, what I like to do is when people that attend the events that, that, that call in after the event, maybe you can, I mean, you ain't got to get long-winded about it, but uh, maybe you can just share because uh, you were there both days. Maybe you can just share uh, with people, uh, maybe people that are coming out for the first time next month. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a really nice event. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I kind of came in with no expectations. I did a lot of self-preparation before, um, mm. and I still wouldn't have been prepared for it. So right. <laughs> it was nice to, um, you know, um, meet new people that came from sure. out of state and, and kind of connect with people and um, share with one another, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was a really cool. nice weekend. Cool. Well, we appreciate you calling in. Appreciate you listening. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see you at future events. All right. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. You have a good night. You too. Peace. Peace. All right. Let's see if there's anything on the chat. I don't really see anything too much, brother, uh, due to the issues of people getting on. Um, I think that's that's about it, man. We're going to stay in this time frame. Uh, so, uh, so you mean Texas Tree Hugger ain't show up today? Nah, you know there's definitely problems getting on if Texas Tree Hugger yeah. ain't here. That's what I was about to say. She can't get in either, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, she's usually the first one in here, last one out of here. And, uh, yeah, she, she, she can't get on. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, I am aware of the uh, quote-unquote technical difficulties. Again, there's nothing we can really do about it. Sorry about that. Uh, just catch the uh, archive. Uh, and the show archives roughly, after we go off the air, it's usually posted in about five to ten minutes once we go off the air. You can actually listen to the archive of it, uh, you know, pretty, fairly quickly after we go off the air. Again, a couple quick announcements if you if you came on late. The next three dates for the next uh, three events, we do have them, uh, and this is more so for people that are traveling or that, that do come from out of state. Uh, May 19th and May 20th. Uh, that's for the month of this this month, actually, May. This fucking year's going so quick. I can't believe we're already in May. felt like uh, the holidays were just like three weeks ago. It's crazy. Um, June, the events will be June 23rd and June 24th for the month of June. Uh, July events will be July 28th and July 29th. That's the next three months. Um, this month, we will be doing the Invocation of the Holy Death. Do your research. I know some of y'all, most of y'all are familiar with the Holy Death. Just do your research. Be prepared. Um, 
It'll be another interesting uh, experience, uh, but but in all in all, a positive one. Um, so, you know, death is actually the doorway to, to the beginning and not just physical death. Sometimes we must die thousands of mental deaths to be reborn again. Um, so the holy death represents a whole various levels of archetype consciousness um, that, that, that emanates from what the holy death represents. Remember, we're not just talking about physical death. There is that connection to the realm, quote, unquote, if you want to call it the dead, the abode of the dead, uh, connecting with that aspect of it. There is also the mentally, uh, you know, death that one needs to go through to be resurrected mentally and spiritually. Uh, this is what the holy death represents. It's another archetype that brings about great change, brings about great progress, uh, makes one take a deep, you know, introspective of themselves uh, on all levels. Uh, and it's, 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 it's powerful when worked with correctly. So uh, the invocation of the holy death will work in those areas uh, for individuals that participate in the, in the ritual itself. Uh, and it will be another good experience for people uh, on this path. Now, again, what we are trying to do, and this has been our, uh, how we planned this kind of from the beginning as we discussed when we first started the show back in 2014, uh, again, if you kind of go listen to some of the early shows, it was, it was more metaphysical and more alchemy, uh, and that was for a reason. We, we kind of built it up because we didn't first come on the air and get too intense with a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to say till about six to eight months in, uh, and that was done for a reason to build people up to a level. So I, I would say to uh, individuals that might be fairly new to the show to really get up to speed, uh, you know, go back and listen to some of the early shows and see how it gradually builds up. I think when we started getting into the Sith stuff was when we really started kind of introducing a lot of the quote unquote dark magic, black magic. Uh, is that first series of shows we did on Sith philosophy and Sith methodology. Um, that was kind of how we broke the ice. Now, we, the order that we have now, and again, when I say order, I want to be clear to people listening. You're not joining anything. Let, let me just be crystal clear on this. Uh, it's order in the sense that it's order out of chaos. And those that were there, we explained that at the ritual. So, no, you're not, you're, not, you're not making or pledging an allegiance to any group or organization. You're not joining anything. As we said from day one, we're not here recruiting anybody for anything. We're not signing anybody up. We're not telling you to do this or do that. We're not selling you anything. That's not what we're about. It's not what we do. Um, and, again, we're not knocking anybody that does. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, as we said before, uh, that's this not what we do for our livelihood. This is what we do because we love it. That's it. I do this because I love this. No other reason. This is my life. This is, this is what I do 24-7. I incorporate this uh, not just into my spiritual life, but I incorporate this on all levels, personally, business, et cetera. We do this because we love to do it, and that's it. It's that simple, and some people sometimes can't grasp that, uh, but that's exactly why we do it. No other reason. Um, so, again, just want to make it clear, you're not joining anything. Um, the rituals are for you. The only thing you, you – the rituals are, are, are being done – so you can have a better understanding of what the occult is, left-hand path, and, and our goal is that hopefully it makes you really understand yourself. That's the most important thing. So when we first set out and did the model of the show and, and we had started forming this order around that time with the symbol and 
And we just put it on hold for a while because the, the time just didn't feel right. That's all. So now, uh, within the, probably since November of the end of last year, early beginning of this year, we started now uh, doing a once-a-month event. Well, we figured once a month uh, we would collectively gather with those that, that were willing to gather and actually uh, do these rituals. We've done some igun ceremonies. We did a Kali a ritual, Kali mantra magic ritual. We've done uh, the Holy Death. I'm sorry, Baron Samdi. We did a whole uh, invocation of Baron Samdi. We just did an order of chaos and darkness ritual. Uh, we will. It's coming. Trust me when I tell you. And this will be a, a true test for some people. We will do a vampire magic ritual. Uh, but we're building up to that. Um, and the thing is to keep you on your toes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change and it's going to fluctuate. We're not going to stay locked into anything. And as, for those that know us, know that's how we are. We're not. We don't, we don't gravitate to one thing and just stick with it because it's comfortable. Uh, we just we, we explore all areas of spirituality, and we want to share that with other people. That's our objective. That's our goal. Uh, and, again, you participate, uh, you know, according to your own free will. You're not obligated. It is not mandatory. Uh, you, you participate on the level you feel that you want to participate. If again, like Brother Ravana Noon was saying in the beginning, if there's some things you don't gravitate towards, just then don't. Just leave it alone. That's fine. You know, you know, you don't have to. And you're gonna find that there's things on this path that I just don't get nothing out of, and I just leave that shit alone. That's it. I don't, I don't sit there and complain about it. I just like, all right, I'm not feeling that, and that's it. And I just work with the things, uh, or we work with the things that that we gravitate to, and, and that's it. It's that simple. That's that's part of what this path is about. So that is our objective. That's our mission, quote, unquote. Uh, you know how they say some companies have to have a mission statement in business? Well, that's our spiritual mission statement. That's why, that's why we do what we do. It's that simple. No strings attached. Those that know us know that that's what we do. Those that have come out to the events, see, there's no string attached. You don't come, and there's not a setup, and we're not trying to hit you up for money. Uh, and those that have come out know this. Um, that's it. That's the best way I can describe it. So those are the upcoming dates. Uh, but this month, Holy Death, Invocation of the Holy Death, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it because that's an archetype I work with on a regular basis. So is Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, I know so so is uh, Smiley with the locks. I know she works with that uh, on a regular. So there are people that are really going to benefit from this because I know several that work with the Holy Death consistently, and it's it's powerful when, when, when worked with effectively. Um, so that's the upcoming date. Uh, May 19th, May 20th, June 23rd, June 24th, and July 28th, and July 29th. All right, that's all we got for you. Let me uh, bring uh, Ravana Noon real quick. Uh, let's go ahead and give you contact information. All right, if you want to reach myself, Ravana Noon, you can reach me at R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N at Outlook.com. Once again, that's Ravana Noon at Outlook.com. Or you can go on my YouTube page, which is Dark Occultist 99, or... Uh, you can also uh, reach us at the Facebook page, Waking the Universal Minds. Peace. All right, appreciate it. And again, myself, you can contact me uh, right here at the radio station email, uh, khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's khnum19 at gmail.com, kanum19 at gmail.com. You can also go to my uh, YouTube page, it's Mother Nubia Inc. on YouTube. Uh, there's tons of videos on there. Uh, uh, well over 100 and something on there now. Uh, you can also go to the Mother Nubia Inc. Google Plus page. 
which has all the radio shows archived, Awaken the Universal Minds, and has the direct link here to TalkShoe.com, uh, Awakening Universal Minds. Uh, I could also go again, as Ravana Noon said, to the Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds, and leave, drop us a dime on uh, comments, questions, maybe a possible show you would like to see in the future. Uh, so that's how you can get a hold of us. Uh, that's all we got for you this week. Again, I apologize for the technical difficulties for those that were not able to get in. Uh, I'm sure we'll be okay next week. Uh, shout out to all the international listeners. We appreciate you. Peace out. We'll see everybody next week, next Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.